Good morning, everyone. This is Derek here from the Caffeine Check Podcast, but you probably know me as Blake Clark from Down in Bagalow. I don't know about you, but when I'm putting in work, I need a good coffee break to help me get through the rest of my daily adventure. This is Coffee Break, a bi-weekly recap episode getting into the heads of our players and characters, discussing what they just encountered the previous week. Sit back, sip some good brew, and enjoy. Welcome to Coffee Break. I'm Josh L. and I'm going to be your host. Today we're talking about episode one. And the first question I want to ask you guys is about Thalanil. So we met Thalanil at the very beginning of this uh, campaign, and he is proposing to lead you somewhere. And I just wanted to know, uh, as he was revealing things, he, he revealed a lot of things in this episode. Uh, what, uh, which one of those things hit you, you know, as he was revealing it? And what does that mean for your character? I think for Kaladin, I mean, his whole life has been in upheaval since, I don't know, since he met you people. <laughs> uh, Maybe a couple days A couple before. days before I mean, it's that. All our yeah. fault. It's, all, it's all our fault. I wasn't intending to say that. Well, per se... Um, but I think, uh, you know, Kaladin's been on a bit of a roller coaster, uh, since finding out that, um, his mom was Elvish. Um, and then on top of that, down the road, finding out that his mom was alive. Um, so kind of all of those, all of those things have kind of put a Kaladin through an emotional roller coaster. But I, th- I think Kaladin right now is like very cautious. Um, he doesn't know if he can trust Thalonil, but he also doesn't know if he has an option. Hmm. Like Thalonil has said enough to basically force Kaladin into like, I've got, I've got to see, I got to know where this goes. And I think Kaladin's very grateful that he's with a group of people that want to do that with him. So there's like a lot of gratitude um, that Kaladin feels amidst his turmoil, but man, he's, Inside, he's just a, he's a wreck. He's, he's a mix, it's a mix between like a, a lost boy with daddy issues and a, like, a, like a caged monster that at some point is gonna get unleashed on um, maybe his father, maybe someone who did this. If he finds his mom and I don't know what's gonna happen, Calvin is, and he finds out she's been imprisoned or if that's the story or. That's our new Instagram handle, Mixed Boy with Daddy Issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's already taken. <laughs> so if the revelations from Thalonil didn't mean something to your character exactly, um, then what did it sound like to your character as a person who was just coming into this piece of the story? You know, What parts of it made sense? What parts of it threw you off? How are you feeling think, about going along? Yeah, with I think it? for I think for Blake, um, what he got from that conversation was that Calden's mom was desirable. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be with Calden's mom. Calden's dad <laughs> took the initiative what? to take her and do what everybody else wanted to do with her, which was put a baby inside of her. Wow. That's my mom, bro. <laughs> I know. We went over this last time. It was really good content. Um, so for Blake, Locked he's like, 
Oh, yeah, I guess we can help you find your mom. She seems pretty <laughs> awesome. Everybody wants to know her. Let's go for it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's insight there into the mind of Blake Clark. Anyone else? I mean... Am I wrong? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, you're probably not wrong. I don't know that I can, in good conscience, agree with <laughs> you as her child. So I think it was fun for me to finally get to play Thalonel like I wanted to because um, I think it was uh, session three, the whole of of our whole you know sixteen pre you know the first story arc. It was three sessions into this whole campaign that you guys got that amulet and had the ability to start talking to him, but then you delayed several sessions, maybe three or four to actually start. And then <clears throat> he could never catch up to you, right? So for 16 sessions or maybe 13 sessions, I've been looking forward to this conversation. How's it going to go? What's going to happen? So I think for me, it was like a long awaited mm. finally get to role play Thalonel kind of sharing what he knows and, you know, bringing that to the table. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe this is a good time to check in at the beginning of, you know, the campaign about your character's motivations. So, uh, Joshua, you said something about the fact that maybe Kaladin doesn't totally trust Thalonil, but he doesn't feel like he has another option. So, uh, does your character trust Thalonil, and why do you want to go along with it, or is there something pulling you in a different direction after meeting him and talking to him? I, I solely think that Finn is is with uh, Kaladin and wanting to do um, go on the journey with Kaladin, um, knowing how important this is to him, this news. But he does not trust Thalonel, especially after um, us getting into a fight and him not helping or being anywhere present near the fight. I think that really threw him off. Um, so, yeah. You Finn did pull uh, Kaladin aside a couple times and was like, "What do you think? I want some questions answered." Yeah, yeah and I think I think initially, like Finn, Finn really thinks highly of Thalonil, or he thinks that Thalonil might know certain things that um, Finn's been looking for, and maybe even others in the group. Um, doesn't know for sure, but he has this inkling. Is, so, is he, there any elf bias there? Maybe. I don't know. He just seems, he seems a little, he seems like he, I don't know. <laughs> there might be some elf <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's my people, so. <laughs> but, uh, and so he, you know, Finn wants to get some answers from him. However, um, at this point in time, there's certain things he's, he's just like uncertain about, especially knowing that he doesn't have a full fleshed out plan uh, to, to actually get Kaladin's mom, so he sure doesn't. And just kind of wing. Jeez He's Louise. like, we're gonna we're wing like, it, and then we ran into our first. Our we're first, gonna go to Westlahine. We're gonna see what happens. We run into like, wow, our first challenge, okay. and he does nothing. And I'm like, okay. Which, to be honest, it kind of excites me about what we're what we're walking into. Like that idea of, I'm we're not gonna follow someone else's plan. Like we have a chance to go into Westlahine. <clears throat> Do some like spy work, maybe even mm. infiltrate the city and figure out how to get how to extract this woman, uh, i.e., my mom. <laughs> extract this lady. Yeah. Uh, extract this lady. 
trying to stay emotionally disconnected right now because I don't know what's true. Yeah, back to the question. I don't know if for Blake, he, he used to be super trustworthy, and then it seems like all the people he's trusted in his life have had some ulterior motive that have led him to has, has led him to do some pretty awful things. Um, and this party has been like the only people he can trust, and everybody else that has come into it, he's kind of kept at arm's length. Um, for his whole life, he's always wanted friends, and he feels like he feels like he has friends, and he doesn't need any more. Um, so he hasn't. He doesn't care what Thalanil says or does. He's just like, he's more leaning towards what the party wants to do. So if Kaladin wants to go try to find his mom, Blake's all about helping him do that. But if Thalanil is the means to get there, then we'll go with it. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah, maybe we'll come back to that when I ask about uh, Tucker. But (laughs) Tucker? (laughs) Tucker? Save that. Save that. Tucker. Yeah. Anybody else want to ring in about Thalanil? Yeah, I think Erdo is just following the party. Um, they are now his family, his learning experience. And there's not really trust or distrust in Thalanil. He, he trusts him, but only because he hasn't done anything to mistrust him. Thalanil hasn't. And the party hasn't said, don't trust this person. So, And as far as saving Kaladin's mom, it seems like if that's what we're doing, uh, Erdo is just going to go along with it. Can we also just rejoice for a minute that we haven't mispronounced his name? I think this whole recording. I was just noticing that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not a character, so it's uh, fine. You said it I, sounded very I, similar to Tylenol, and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that. So I, I, I don't know why we're following Thanos, but yes. I don't like it. <laughs> Thanos is a good friend. It's we, just that we, we have no reason uh, not to trust him. <laughs> we just got an anti-sponsorship from Tylenol, so. <laughs> cool. Okay, uh, I want to talk about Iceberg, if nobody else has anything else about Thalanil. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> two he said questions. His name. He said his name. He said his name. Iceberg. Just Iceberg. Iceberg. I said it. <laughs> oh, God. So, kind of two parts. First, you know, I want to get the party's first impression, and then I want to get Thomas's impression of how that all went down. So, talk to me. First impression... Well, I mean, he, he kind of he came into the battle at the right time. Uh, Kaladin had taken a lot of damage. And so uh, the initial uh, first impression from Kaladin was positive because positive saw, or Kaladin saw him as a positive help uh, in, in battle. So that's a good thing. I don't know... And, you know, obviously we don't know him. We don't really know where he comes from. He said some words about where he comes from. None of that made any sense to us. Um, The Saleravast. (laughs) Whatever that means. Ice freezing. freezing. So we don't really understand him. He's super confusing. He's just kind of an old mystic. But uh, he doesn't seem threatening to Kaladin. Blake does not understand this person at all. Um, he came into battle and took out one of the targets that Blake was trying to kill and let it go free. So that didn't sit well with Blake. And then I think I proceeded to shoot a couple of the bears, three of the bears, and him once. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why this guy's with us. I don't know why we're allowing him to be with us. I guess he healed Kaladin. 
I didn't feel that from the tree I was I felt, in. I felt it from my loins. But then you also said Erdo was inside of you at one point, so that was He's weird. Real confused. Um, I'm all I'm all confused. I um, feel these men inside me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Blake has no idea what to do with this guy that speaks in riddles about frozen water that he doesn't understand. I think mm-hmm. I call it hard water. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know why he's with yeah, us right quick, now. Yeah, quick question for some insight into Blake. Uh, yeah. The fact that he, that Iceberg let some enemies escape, yep. is is the problem Blake has with that that he's incompetent or that he's untrustworthy? Blake or Iceberg? Uh, does Blake, is the problem he oh, yeah. has with Iceberg that he, you know, what is what is the enemy getting away mean? Right, I mean, my, my whole Blake? life has been about putting down enemies or people that mm-hmm. I don't like or get along mm-hmm. with and this these things were trying to kill are my people my friends uh-huh. and he allowed one to get away from us okay and that means he's incompetent or that he's just untrustworthy probably both okay. right now yeah he's incompetently untrustworthy he talks <laughs> ways that i don't understand so that would be the incompetence and then the untrustworthiness of letting the, gotcha. a- the enemy get away okay yeah. i know blake's like a headhunter sometimes right. so to let somebody get away is kind of you know you know, somebody that he wants to keep around, maybe. That was just for sure, for sure. Yeah, if I we're going to get yeah. battle and have to kill things, and he's going to hug it and tell it to go somewhere else, I'm not, sure. I'm not down with that. Yeah. <laughs> Tree-hugging hippies. Noel-hugging hippies. Noel-hugging hippies. We never said they were Noel, so I don't know if they actually were. <laughs> just pointing that out. Just pointing that out. Those were some gnarly sound effects, though. Oh, Lord. <laughs> My bear was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded similar. <laughs> Asthmatic bear. <laughs> Anybody else want to ring in about Asthmatic bear. Iceberg? First impression? I don't know yet what Erdo thinks about Iceberg. He Because he, Iceberg's whole message is ice, right? Which is very opposite Erdo and fire. And part of Erdo, I think, would be intrigued by this and want to understand the opposing force, but the other half is not mistrusting, but very confused by it. Maybe it feels foreign. Yeah. 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 Where is this source, you know, coming from? Cause iceberg seems like a good guy. He's helping out and everything, but, uh, is he though? Yeah. Is he helping? He healed Kaladin. He did heal me in my loins. A good, oh, okay. He brought, he brought those, Whatever creatures away from the fight. He yes, also brought we kill the creatures we're fighting. Fight. We don't let them run away. I, I do think I Kaladin mean, I do, does but. understand, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kaladin's preference would have been to put a sword into the neck of the knoll or whatever it may be. Thank um, you. But I think based on what Berg has said to this point, there is some affinity to nature that he has uh, that Kaladin doesn't really resonate with, but the light of all things. I mean, it makes sense that he would let it's them like run away. It's like an icicle melting, and right before it melts, <laughs> he needs this for that moment right the, there. That moment. <laughs> right it's, before it's it right falls that, to the ground and shatters. In that moment. That's right why he's with us. Before it disconnects from yeah. That's the moment he needs this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important to find a relatable connecting point when you meet people, you know? And I thought he chose the right one, you know? And everybody can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A common experience yeah. with everybody in this party. <laughs> side side um, comment, The boy though. who grows up in a <laughs> swamp. <laughs> the boy who grows up in the city. The one who grows up recluse in a castle. 
and then water freezing water freezing <laughs> there you go it was a great piece of philosophy though i was like wow this is happening Philos- did you see you use the word philosophy and Thomas in the yeah. same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Philosophy. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Anyone else want to ring in about Berg? I liked him. I mean, it was fun. That maybe both of my comments so far are going to be very similar, but you and I rolled him in. We spent like two weeks, you know, writing and thinking and, you know, uh, coming up with where is he from and what's his story and what's his personality and how did he get here? And so, you know, as a DM, it's always fun to kind of like, I always equate D&D or like running a session to you have a static image or like a still image in your mind. Maybe you could relate to this as running our other campaign. You have like a still image in your mind of that setting, that place. And then as soon as the, you know, the players go there, it starts moving. Thrown out the window. It's a completely different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I kind of felt that with Berg, like he was just this sort of static image, still mm-hmm. image in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, something solid, like an, like an iceberg. Um, I don't fully understand that reference, but yeah. I see I where understand. you're, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then when, you know, when he finally entered into the scene in the session, it's fun to finally see the character animated and you know, whatever. So I enjoyed it. I, I liked yeah. hearing him talk and seeing what he was going to say mm-hmm. and respond to the party and. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing, you know, I've never seen an iceberg, but, uh, you know, maybe there's more under the surface, you know, than it appears. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys see what he did there? (laughs) (laughs) That's philosophical. (laughs) I do. He also says things like, you don't owe me anything, so you don't, I I don't know you, you don't owe me anything, or like, why do you trust me? I've just met you type stuff. So I don't think that bodes well for like, Gaining trust, so I think that's kind of. Would where you we're rather going. owe him something? I didn't owe it. But it, was, it was him and Kaladin that had that conversation. I was he, hanging he, in the tree. Kaladin's like, I, I'm I indebted to you. I felt you inside of me. In, inside of me. you <laughs> owe me nothing in terms <laughs> of <Berg's> like <laughs> of reciprocation. <laughs> you owe me nothing. That, feel, that feels like a good <laughs> response. Yeah, I agree. I think that was roleplay MVP right there. <laughs> I will pay it back when you least expect. It. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Don't go to sleep. No, my <laughs> lord. I think though it was fun to see Berg the second day traveling on the road. Like, what was he going to say? How was he going to interact? I thought you did a really great job with like before going to sleep. I find some, you know, Lettuce. leaves. Yeah, but you were, but you were very. I think you did a really great job. You're like, I don't want to take leaves that are before their season to be eaten. Right. So I thought that was like really well done. Very thoughtful. Very I liked in, that in character. Yeah, I thought that was on brand. Well, well thought through. On brand for the Berg. Ooh, the Berg brand. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Did you like him? I get to talk now. I want to hear That's from. Oh John no, first. you don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's running this conversation? <laughs> I, I, I think, like I said initially, that. Finn saw him doing good things. I think when Finn heard him speak, he was very confused at times. Um, just with... What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when water... That's a really perfect... That's a good cadence. That was like ex- exactly... <laughs> now do your Finn. The, the sound of eyes rolling. I, I, hide. Uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> Can I hide now? Natty one. <laughs> Am I in cover? 
<laughs> Am I one percent? You're laying prone. Co- okay, can I still crawl <laughs> over there and hide? <laughs> okay, I've you know tripped, what? Roll, but I roll, roll. I roll behind the rock. <laughs> roll, roll with advantage. That's a one backed by a two. <laughs> <laughs> but you got new dice, so you're, oh, you're good. I yeah. understand. Hopefully, good luck will come with these dice. Yeah, but I, I think aside from that, um, it will be. I'm interested to. He's very different. His mindset is his. Uh, he, I think it's really obvious. I think it was obvious why he let the creatures go. Um, his explanation was good, and and kind of hearing him talk about different things, it's like okay, he's very one with nature and, and beings. City boy's okay with that. I I'm recognizing that he's different, and city boy has encountered a lot of different people. Because of his family, so. Blood. You know, if there's something I know about water, that it's a it's a polar, a very polarizing thing. So you know, you know, people one, will feel different ways about it. You know, one thing that's been true of Kaladin, I think, in his character, is that Westlahinians are. We were just talking about approaching differences diagram, right? It's like when you red line or green line. Oh, sure. Ka- uh, Kaladin comes from a culture that. Uh, would not approach differences well. Different is bad equals uh, bad. Right. You know, when you think about the Aramistians and the Wesleyanians, right. different equals bad. But Kaladin's very different than that. He sees the flaws in that. And he's, you know, if you go back to some of the conversations you and I have had at the beginning, like saying what's opposite, you know, of Wesleyanian culture, like I, I want to understand, I want to learn things that are not of me are not necessarily bad. And I think when you come to Kaladin's perspective of iceberg, you've got, you know, I don't understand this dude. Uh, It's not necessarily bad, so I don't feel threatened by him, Uh, but it is, you know, it's something, I have something to learn, and I don't know what that is yet. So maybe, um, maybe this is gonna be a good learning experience for him, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Kaladin's very composed. You're kind of a loose cannon. You're a little socially awkward. Finn's very quiet. I think it'll be interesting to have, you know, Iceberg come in and kind of bring like some of that more contemplative wise like flavor to the group, you know? You were going to say. Yeah, for the listeners, Erdo was the loose cannon and uh, <laughs> the lake. <laughs> Was that composed? Very composed. Yeah, no. <laughs> and Kaladin was the socially awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, nobody wants to try to make a joke about Finn being quiet. No, no we good. No, that's, that's, no. that's <laughs> it. He's currently, he's currently hiding. We can't see Finn. <laughs> oh, there he is. Roll a perception check. 17. Yeah, my perception checks are pretty high. I will say that. He sees much. He, he sees, sees much. himself. Yeah. He sees himself. <laughs> he sees himself. <laughs> <laughs> know thyself. It helps when you have a plus eight modifier. Oh. It's true. Very true. It is true. All right, Thomas, let's hear. What did you think of the party's reaction to your character? I'm I'm sensing kind of a disconnect a little bit. Are you feeling that? Give me your first impression of the party. I'm completely baffled as to why. I'm supposed like that. Why this group is the one that I'm feeling this like innate kind of drawing to. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing to me because they don't seem to understand 
nature and without getting too deep into kind of where uh, Iceberg is coming from, where he just came out of and kind of some of the decisions and the reasonings behind him coming to find this group and journeying away from his homeland, the Salura Vast. Uh, <laughs> he misses his homeland because he's like out he's kind of out of touch he likes freezing temperatures it's it's cold like i think the weather's cold but it's not like his cold um so he's there's a lot of things that he doesn't understand that are happening and he's like why this group uh but he also feels a very he's like uh, he's someone who is willing to spend a lot of time um waiting trying to learn about and trying to even potentially mold and teach um, people from what he understands. Okay, so am I hearing you right in that you're saying that he is not, it's like he's joining this group, but it's not just his decision or something? Like he was sent, or maybe you don't want to reveal too much at this point, but you're, you're, you're giving me choice, but also hesitation. Like, mm-hmm. what is he, that about? So he his backstory is he's essentially the lead person who is in charge of protecting the Salura Vast. Okay. Um, it is an Arctic area. And one of the things that he keeps talking about is he wants to bring balance back to that atmosphere. Okay. So that what would be out of balance for like the Arctic mm-hmm. melting. I see. Um, so that's why the, his references to melting, he, was ah, clear to him. I see. Um, He's but like, it did okay. not. It clearly did not uh, pick up with mm, anyone yeah. in the group. I think ice is a little bit harder to see through than water. So maybe once it melts, everyone will understand you. It's interesting. A little better. Yeah. He, he We're getting a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> out of that imagery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he also is a part of a larger group of. Uh, people, wardens, uh, who are also not, they're not all a part of the Salura Vast, so uh-huh. they... Don't give too much away. What do you, what's going on Aspen here? Aspen and Oakley and his mother, who's not alive anymore. Bianca. <laughs> Bianca. Uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe let some of that unfold in your character, but I was just curious like about the, the hesitation, you know, so um, anything else you want to add to your impression of the party? We're pretty great, right? Um, great reception. <laughs> yeah, get, getting shot wasn't great. Um, they ha- almost having, dropped you. Ha- having the... <laughs> Could you imagine? The, no, I, I, the no, polar I bears who were helping. Now, granted, they, they, he didn't kill them. They were just fake creatures. But um, that you was You keep saying that, that like I didn't take them to zero hit points. Um, <laughs> they're want or this like desire to just kill anything that attacks them seemed off as like okay there could be ulterior motives for a creature like wanting to just find food or it's just Mm. out for dinner like sure you can redirect that creature and just be like this is not your we're not going to be your dinner yeah i'm i'm really enjoying we gonna kill that the tension that he could bring um because I think you're right. I think maybe not only just in a, 
uh, this party, but something I see in other D&D games is, you know, you're, you're on a quest and you're encountering a lot of enemies and sometimes, you know, your first tool in your tool bag, so to speak, is to just sort of kill the enemy. And maybe... Yes. Maybe we can see that he's like, <laughs> like so there's another way. What? So maybe there is another way. And maybe if the backstory has something to do with balance, you know, and nature, maybe the party isn't super in touch with nature and the lands that they're traveling through. Right? I'm they're, all natural. They're <laughs> even if they're, you know, in the nude, sometimes they don't really understand nature. And uh, I think, um, I think that would have been that first interaction was interesting because it showed it's such a vast difference between us and you, right? So, um, if you hadn't healed Kaladin, almost certainly. So, if Kaladin wasn't able to piece, like I think this dude is the one that healed me, almost certainly I would have also fired on you. So that that is a dynamic, right? That exists. That's kind of the reaction of the party. Very different than you. That would have really sucked, by the way, if, if that happened, you may have been dropped, like, on your first <laughs> interaction with the group. Yeah, what, what would your character have done, Thomas, if, like, everyone was hostile? Do? <laughs> I, I, I don't think we would have healed them. Yeah, we would have healed them. If everyone was hostile, um, the, I probably would have just beast-shaped and gone somewhere else. Okay. Continued following them. I see. Oh, okay. Maybe this isn't the right time. Mm -hmm. I see. They're not, ah, right. patience. They're not ready for it. They're not ready for me. There you go. <laughs> hey. The water has not yet <laughs> melted to the point of breaking up. <laughs> Nobody else interpreted the battle list. This weird guy with bears sent in a bunch of gnolls to attack us, realized that they were going to have the, they were going to die, and then sent his bears in to bring them back out and send them on their way. True, 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 true. I'm glad you brought that up. That seems like a logical, a plausible, interpretation. yeah. Because like, he brought him to him and said, "Go, go," and then the guy ran off. And the knoll attacked him after. Yeah. So, do you, oh, here's Unwieldy a question. Unwieldy beasts they are. There you go. Yeah, here's a question. Um, can players can your can your characters tell the difference between a fey creature and a material creature? Well, I mean, not until they killed it. Okay, so uh, maybe but we they didn't can't kill it. We just sent it back to oh wherever it was gosh. from. Why? <laughs> that is Why? 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 It's a good statement. <laughs> it kind of supports the idea, though, that maybe these creatures came from the same place. The timing mm -hmm. obviously is connected. So yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, is there a reason that uh, Iceberg chose that moment then to make his entrance? Yeah. What about that? Yeah, that's a good question. Why then? Because the DM said. Berg. Four polar bears run up on you. What well, do you do? Was, that was his doing, though. He chose yeah. to do that. Oh, so I saw. I thought when it was being narrated that scene, because mm -hmm. um, I wanted someone to perceive me in my B shape, mm. um, and so I thought that Finn was seeing me. I was trying. Um, you kept rolling too low. Finn is good at seeing normally. And Normally. but but eventually, eventually yeah. he did see the the creature and I I don't know if you got that text but I had sent a text be like just lower the what the perception check needs to be <laughs> <laughs> I think I, was, I, think I said seen. like drop it to like I 11 think I saw like the that. creatures first which was a bad thing 
Ah. Blake um, perceived the polar bears. It was like, Finn. Uh, yeah. Uh, Finn, I'm Finn. I would like to uh, reach out and peer into the distance to see if I see the origin <laughs> of this. Uh, okay, roll. Uh, I rolled a. Uh, I rolled a one. Okay, so you fall off the limb and you <laughs> impale yourself on the ground <laughs> below. Anyways. Um, the, Anyways. <laughs> so when I saw that, oh, crap, it's gnolls that are attacking them, and the gnolls were doing a lot of damage to Kaladin specifically, I was like, okay, I should do something. So I got out of my beast form, um, cast the conjure animals to bring the polar bears because I was like, I don't know if I want to reveal myself i want these polar bears to just take the gnolls away from the situation so that i can have a better introduction okay um but what ended up happening was it went south and i was like okay i need to heal kaladin and then i think blake heard I don't know if you heard me healing, and you, he was... heard you say something. He said, you, oh, bring forth healing. Yeah, bring forth. Oh, yeah that, <laughs> nice. that'll change. Nice. Um, but... <laughs> but what, what do you say when you cast healing? Long it, pause. It took a while. Bring forth healing. I was, I was 100% Healing not, the old peoples. I was healing <laughs> all the peoples. Healing all, not all the peoples. All the peoples. Gotcha. So it, what I'm hearing you say is that you, you actually modified your plan a little bit to to find a better timing because you were going to just show up yourself as a beast and you said oh yeah, that would have been real this bad. is not a good time maybe i'll send my <laughs> you would have gone down if you had rolled up as a dinosaur i would have laid him down too <laughs> no dinosaur sure. that was my one wild shaper rule what maybe. was your oh i can't wait to find out what this beast you're gonna roll up on our party as and think it would have gone better for dude you. his wild shapes are awesome i love them i know great I plan on shooting a lot of them. Is there is there a <laughs> is, is there a Blake limit? Is intelligent enough like you to have know to choose what your wild shapes are. Like you can't just uh, the, choose the anything. Home, you like have the homebrew that we did. Yeah, we're homebrewing a, a little bit to to favor the story and less the mechanics. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. So there's a certain set number of there's a set number and there's a set type. Got it. Yeah, we and we reskinned. We reflavored a couple, uh, like you know D and D will give you like a riding horse or something and I was like that's stupid let's get a better which side? we could have really used a riding horse <laughs> a that stallion really helpful. Would, okay well <laughs> that, that begs the question would Iceberg have allowed four dudes to jump on his back I, so I that, think so we homebrewed <laughs> the bears that showed up were black bears that were homebrewed as polar bears yeah but I actually found a polar bear that wow. the problem is it's a CR2 yeah so we're, we're so not, yeah, I no. could I mean I could just maybe bring it one nope uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're working on the mechanics still i'm not i'm good well we will see what happens next with iceberg and the party to be continued uh i want to move on to talk about tucker tugby tucker he Tucker? was the best. Yeah, well, we, so we like Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Derek loves Tucker. I like Tucker. Derek hearts Tucker. Blake, I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll direct this question to to maybe Finn, Finn's character and Blake. So you guys went off in the middle of the night oh, yeah. to chase down Tucker. <laughs> yep. What? Give us some insight into that. You knew that it was going to take a long time. Well. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> I don't know if we necessarily knew it was yeah, going to take a long I didn't time. Know. Okay. I mean, we were thinking eight hours round trip. Yeah. But then well, we got so deep, it was like. I all finally, right. Blake tried, finally tried to use his roguish ability or his uh, ranger abilities. Uh -huh. So it was like, cool, let's be some ranger stuff, track humans, and use all that cool survival stuff you have. Mm. 
and um, and then you got tracked. <laughs> well, I don't think we got tracked. No, you didn't. You didn't. No, you didn't. no. So we just we just didn't roll high enough mm-hmm. um, to beat a natural twenty. Rolled against us, and um, yeah, we went on a long walk. I thought it was a good time with with Finn. Yeah, it was a good time. I think I think for for me, definitely the timing. It was so long that uh, I definitely didn't think us going out nine hours meaning you know like we just it was a total yeah we just did a big circle yeah really. glad we came back and the party wasn't too upset <laughs> i think we're dead because you you abandoned your watch uh <laughs> well yeah, that too. Good we point. haven't we yeah. haven't actually ad- we haven't addressed that yet okay so that that hasn't Kaladin Kaladin's not cr- like he feels very left out in the cold like you were in, sleeping in, we don't wake you up well in like military life it's like when you take a watch, you take a watch, like you're watching your brother's back. And so these two characters abandoned their watch. <laughs> after, and which after they, to, to Kaladin, they saw something, too. No, they, we they saw said, something oh, and we, we went to go we chase something. it down. <laughs> that, is no, that, is, that is a good point. I perceived something. Right, but I you didn't chase big. that down. You we chased the boy to. down. <laughs> no, no, you did not. The thing that I you perceived, you did not follow that. Now, now in a poetic I'm going to be Kaladin that takes more watches because he's the only one that can see at nighttime, and Blake can't, but he's always willing to deserve it. But Kaladin always needs his sleep, so he's trying to get some rest. I saw what, something. What's, com- what's coming out here? What, I what is saw it? something. I went to go find out what that was. I asked my elf friend who uh-huh. could see in the dark to yep. go see what that was, and right. then we went to track it down. Yeah, no, so you that's, didn't. That's a big thing is the the, the uh, dark vision. I'm really. I want to really drive home that Blake and Erdo are really at a. I mean, disadvantage is a D and D mechanical term, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean it in the, in the you know typical sense. Like you guys are at a disadvantage at night, and uh, I think that there's. Sometimes a D and D game can just kind of maybe overlook like oh you know overlook that, so part of that you know the I didn't give you advantage because you needed to have disadvantage so I just let you have that straight roll you know so I think that's why I didn't go as well. Now I will say it wasn't for nothing because what you guys did end up discovering was that the boy was following you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So though you didn't right. find him back there, right. and you maybe felt like you lost a day's sleep because you went back and came and you like. There, back, and there, back again, or whatever. There and back again. Yeah. So at least there was some information that came up, which was helpful. Was that the boy Tucker was following you? Yep. Yeah, and and I think for next time, if we ever leave a watch, we just need to set a booby. You know, just make a booby <laughs> around the perimeter, and boom. It's not a bad idea. It, it isn't a bad idea. Can you do that? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know, just for the listeners. I would probably say you could do that. I would say he probably... <laughs> Finn, Finn might struggle. Not because of the low roll joke. We, we just had to... The whole intention of it's Blake... It's a character thing. The whole intention of Blake and Finn going was to track down the boy. And you did it. Party has no idea why we actually left. So, right? Yeah. The story that we were tracking down, what we saw in the woods, still applies. But... It, Our intention you, was to track the boy down. Is that the day? Oh no, the night before was the night you slept in. So you, right. Kaladin, would have known. Yeah, Kaladin knew. I didn't know if Kaladin knew that they were gone or well, not. I w- remember, I woke up and I said, "Where, where are they?" Yeah, yeah right. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And we come. I just remember that. I, I remember that one morning you slept in, but it was the first morning, not the second morning. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't sleep in the second morning. Yeah, evening mm-hmm. morning. Right. So all they know is we were gone, and we came back and smoothed it over Thanks. with a really good truth. Yeah, I was going to ask how the rest of the party felt about that, but since we haven't role-played that yet, then I don't want to get into it quite yet. Um, maybe instead I'll ask 
Anthony R. Oh. About Tucker. What went into making Tucker? It seems like that there was, like, the feedback that I've heard from people is that it was like, wow, what a great little NPC, and that was unexpected to you. So very. I give mean, us some insight. I don't know. It was either you or, or Anthony C. that said something like, oh, it was you. Yeah. You said second best NPC in the game so far, which then, you know, sparks my mind to say what makes a good npc like why was he mm -hmm. of course i asked him the question follow-up question like who was who's he competing with sure. who's the next best or whatever um who was who was he said fitz the tutor uh, in cogglestick mm -hmm. yeah um so I, that just has my mind running this past week on what makes a good npc you know what would cause a you know players characters to fall in love with npcs what what's an entertaining enjoyable yeah um so I, I wish I had some like big, you know, this was the thing. It was just like, I just want like a light hearted boy who lives on the farm, who's out hunting, you know, to, yeah. to, and they run into him. So I just tried to play him. You know, a lot of the NPCs lately have been very like serious, stoic, quiet, authoritative. Yeah. He was fun. So I think that I wonder too, if that's part of it is you guys haven't come across. Well, it's lighter. It's like the story has been really heavy. It's been very heavy. So I mean, he could still end up being some shapeshifter that takes my soul. Uh, I don't really know, but uh, it was it was lighter. And the way you played him, I think, uh, uh, mattered. Mm -hmm. So you could play a light character and suck at playing a light character, but that both Fitz and him uh, were, I think, well played, which is what made them good NPCs. Mm -hmm. So part of it is a philosophical question, what makes a good NPC? But I think... A big, big piece of that is the DM. So, like, you did a good job playing oh, him. I appreciate that. It was light. It was funny. Um, he was a bit mature for an 11-year-old, but... Is Tucker Tugby the a necromancer? <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh. thought those gnolls, quote-unquote, were an accident? <laughs> quote, unquote. Tucker Tugby. Tucker. <laughs> you know, I think, I think role-playing NPCs takes a level of empathy that I'm trying to grow in. Ooh, yeah, that's you know, so, so good. empathy is a big part of, of yeah. role playing. Can you get yourself in the shoes of the uh -huh. of this, you know, imaginary person that you're yeah. playing? And it's hard to have empathy or to put yourself in those shoes if you don't know that person's story. So I think a lot of um, like what I try to do as a DM is make sure that I have I think you do this too a lot. Like what is this person's story? Where, Where have they, they been? From? What yeah, what have they gone parents? through? Is yeah, he exactly. Immunized? Yeah. All of yeah. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. Um, yeah. Anthony C, can you elaborate a little on why you thought that Tucker was I such think a great Tucker, character? I, I noticed during the my listen through of the session that you repeated Anthony, you repeated a lot what Tucker said. And it was like the first time he would say it, just Tucker, and then the second time, it was almost like he said, "Are you guys serious? This is what I'm saying." You know, he would say, "Oh, do you want a squirrel?" And then we'd go through. He said you guys want a squirrel, you, know, you would kind of reiterate it. And it felt like that second time was always almost like breaking the fourth wall. You know, it, it was like, so the first time it was talking to the character and the second time it, it, there was more tone that came through and it felt like you were talking to the player, mm. you know, and it was like, Hey, here's, here's what I'm actually saying. Here's, here's whatever. <laughs> and it was like, uh, Tucker kept looking at the party and saying, um, uh, just different things, but it's like, I can't believe you guys are so dense, you know? He's like, I'm all <laughs> intelligent than you. And, and uh, yeah, I think it was that second reiteration of whatever he was saying um, was what really 
connected me to him. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I usually I'm nervous to play NPCs like Real Seam or Thalanil who have a lot of information and lore and like what I say is extremely important, especially now that this thing is recorded, right? Like I feel a lot of angst like, oh, I got to get it. I actually feel more nerves <clears throat> going into this next session playing Tucker <laughs> <laughs> than I might have felt playing Real Seam or Thalon or something, you know. That, that bar is high now. I know. I'm, I mean, it was good. Be, because was he's good. the first necromancer you've played. Maybe I'll just kill him <laughs> off at the beginning of the next no. session and I'll just I'll rid it. myself of the Blake, uh, Blake classic necromancer. Blake will do it. Blake, he's a volunteer. He's a necromancer who brings I think the one common thing that they have both had, uh, Fitz and... Um, Tucker where they it appeared like passive aggressively trying to get one over on the party like Fitz kept getting gold everywhere we went right from right. us doing something and Tucker really wanted to sell these freaking squirrels <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so I just need to have opportunist NPCs like, and you guys will fall in love with them there you go well, yeah. he, had his also, own, he had his own depth it wasn't just here's what I provide to the party it's he has his own motivations mm-hmm. <clears throat> if, yeah. y'all, if y'all didn't notice he had an 80% cost reduction real quick <laughs> <laughs> when Erdo was like, oh, I don't have gold. Okay, five yeah. silver. Oh, I don't have silver. Okay, 20 copper. <laughs> so, something I was really upset with is that he didn't notice that Erdo paid him a gold after telling him he didn't have any gold. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, he. I noticed. But he didn't call out oh, Erdo. No. no, he didn't. Yeah. No. He's he quickly so gave that gold to Blake. Though. He is a very yeah. observant 11-year-old. I think, I'm he just... said, I think he said, I think there was some comment in there like, I don't know who came out. Like how much money he actually made, he's not sure because it was. He's like, I think I came out on top. I'll give you back that gold. You'll give me a gold and then another one on top of it. I'm gonna sell you the squirrel that was just sold to me. I thought that. I thought that was interesting because you 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 um you called on culture and custom to get us to buy something. Yeah. And then we did the same thing to you. (laughs) (laughs) Opportunists. Like, oh, it's customary. He's got a squirrel. It's like, you got to, and he's like, it's almost like there was like a resignation in Tucker in the moment. It's like, oh, oh, he got me. Okay, fine. Yeah, but think about it for like, you know, five on one. He's doing pretty good, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I think that I think he handled his business. Yeah, I think he's he remarkable. Well. Yeah, I want to circle back to why that your guys' characters, right? Uh, Blake mm-hmm. and Finn. So why did you go chase him down? We didn't get to that. Yeah, in his bag he had uh, little black cubes mm-hmm. at the bottom of his bag and his coin purse. That's and why you abandoned your post the, for the little black cubes. Yeah, yep. I've never seen one before, and I yep. wanted to yep. to get one. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty cool. much it. Just like a souvenir, you know, just like hey. We met. I feel like it could be helpful. Josh kept trying to identify it, or Kaladin. Uh-huh. Tr- he's like, "Can I identify that?" So there's interest around it. There's like intrigue. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to help yeah. him out. He can't. He has to hold it on his person. So uh-huh. I was trying to try to get one so he can use his identifier. Yeah, that's his, oh, that's his. Well, reason. That's his reason. That's his reason. Definitely not his reason. <laughs> <laughs> Kaladin won't buy that. <laughs> help Kaladin. If I remember right, somebody used like a detect magic spell right yeah. before. They'd you have guys? to talk to that character though to find out. Iceberg. <laughs> Iceberg. Yeah. Was there? Metagaming. Was there, um, you guys, so what did you think? You think that that identified the cubes? Is that why you're going back to get them? Or? I just have never seen the cubes before. And okay. I felt like it'd be fun to do an, uh, like an adventure with Finn and gotcha. use our stealth abilities to okay. go track something down and take it. And we were going to leave him gold on the top side of it. So That's right. You yeah, guys were going to come. Yeah, yeah. We, we weren't just we, going to steal yeah. to steal. We yeah. were going to give him something on the back side of it. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I think there was a, just because... 
Finn does believe Tucker. He's a little hesitant about Tucker. He's sometimes like, is he an 11 year old boy? Is he something else? (laughs) But at the same token, he's like, hey, we're not going to, you know, he wants to make sure no harm is done to him and we do the right thing by him. So, I mean, because you said that. He's like, you mean no harm to this boy or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But you were confirming, like, I'm not, I'll go with you, but I'm not going to hurt this kid. Like, so that was. I was I was very character in character for Blake you. doesn't kill the innocent anymore, so we're good with that. Hmm. Okay. Any, anymore. Anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> anymore. Hey, I think growth. I think what, what would have been interesting is if y'all left your post and then something happened, like we ended up in a battle mm-hmm. or a no came or and then we had to like fend for ourselves. I mean, right now it's more just like a, a what if, like mm-hmm. like this could have happened while y'all were gone and y'all would have left us out for cold. Mm. Um, it would have been really interesting if that actually happened. Like something, don't get, maybe don't get any ideas. <laughs> but um, that was, that's something that's at play. Yeah, that's something I noticed that Kaladin seems to care about because you, or somebody confronted Thalanil to say like, hey, you didn't exactly help us out. It wasn't a problem this time, but you know, if the future, you know, this is what we expect from you, then there's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's, I mean, for Kaladin, he's like, if I'm, if I'm going to travel with you, I'm going to cast in lots with you. It's like, and if I do that, I expect you to, to pull your weight. Like, if we get into a battle, I don't want, I'm not, this isn't a voyeuristic enterprise. Like, you don't get to just watch me. Um, and if you do it again, mm. then, yeah, I mean, we'll have words and maybe more than words. Cal- so Kaladin got sassy. I got a little sassy. Yeah. Well, you're like, you're like, what, what's your, what's your goal here? Like, what's your just, aim? Just making sure I have my world respond accordingly. Yeah. No, it's interesting because to count it, it's not a threat, but it is like, I'm communicating to you cause and effect. There is a, there, there will be an effect to the cause next time. Like if you sit out. So if we're traveling with you, you need to help us. Mm. If you're not, what, what's the, what's the effect? I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Sit out again. Oh, yeah, no. that to me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not that one. Well, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm saying, like, sit out again, and we'll see what the effect is. We'll, gotcha. we'll play that out. We are not going to save my mom. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do it. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, but I'm not too sure what, how much leverage Kaladin has to, to really, like, lean on. We got we have a dude that I mean has polar bears so he'll just and like, a guy that can hide really well. <laughs> do, do do you have the dude? <laughs> oh, that is a great question. No, we don't. I the don't irony the, the irony is what Kaladin knows right now is that Thalonel doesn't know where she is, and he needs help. Ooh, okay. So actually, what Kaladin believes right now is it will be no different if we go into the city with you or without you. Mm. Um, you believe she's in the city, but you don't know where. So I'm, I'm headed towards the city, and I'm going to go with Thalonil. If he gives more information, that's great. That'll be helpful. But as of right now, Kaladin doesn't believe Thalonil has more information than what he's given him. So the leverage doesn't matter. Uh, hmm. Kaladin is a little sour on Thalonil right now from sitting out. So we'll see how the next battle goes, if, if we're in a battle. But. Knowing people in a city never helps anything. <laughs> That's a great point, though, Joshua, that uh, he's been tracking you down for a long time. So obviously he wants, you know, or needs perhaps your party's help. Yeah, that's so. interesting. It's like <laughs> Thalonil's been tracking me. You know, it's like there's clearly something he needs from me in this. 
So that's that's a good point. Okay. Any thoughts that he's manipulating your character? Uh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think there's... That's what I told Finn. It's like, I, I don't know that I trust him. Mm. But if I want to uh, know my mom or find my mom, it seems like he's heading us, uh, leading us in the right direction. So okay. we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. I, also, I also am... Uh, uh, I, I think I've said this before, but Kaladin is growing increasingly distrusting of his father and even his father's role in potentially praxis, what that could look like. So um, part of going back to Wesleyheim to him is not just about his mom. Uh, so this is a means to an end. I think there does, Kaladin is interested in potentially a confrontation with his father, um, or at least finding out more. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. And for Blake, I just really care how old Kaladin is. That's really what I want to get to. <laughs> and whether his mom was a short person, I think. Was she, I don't know how tall she was, but I just want to know how old Kaladin is. Do we, do we know that yet? Is it, is it, do we, do we have an age on Kaladin? I, I say 25. I w- that's, that's what I was going to say, like 25. Like All right, in spoiler alert. Half, a decade break. and a half. You heard Kaladin it here is first. 25. Is that, is that half, half elven years or human years? <laughs> Those are just counting the human years. It, it, means, human years. it means I'm one in elf, elven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sounds a like point. a mystery. Well, looking forward to the next session, uh, yeah. remind me where we're at. So did... Did you guys get back from your scouting mission yet? Yeah, we yeah. just returned okay. um, with the boy, Tucker, and uh, we are, appears to be off to Tugby Farms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so the party already agreed to do that. It happened fast. I didn't know if that was I think we're trying to get plan. to the farm. Like, we ended by us seeing the farm. Mm-hmm. So we came up on the farm. Okay, so you actually traveled there. So that's what he said. He said, oh, that's my father's farm. And then... That's what we'll pick up next time. That's gotcha. the last line of the session. So I think the motivation right now is we're trying to get transport at this farm. Horses, maybe. Gotcha. To get to... Turek. Turek. To look for the guy with two silver earrings in That's his left right. ear. That's right. Yeah. Poor girl. The thing. Something. Thing. Some entity. Two silver earrings in the left ear. A knoll with two earrings <laughs> on the left ear. Uh-huh. <laughs> no one said it's a knoll. <laughs> Please make it a knoll. <laughs> Please. That would be great. The one civilized knoll. We haven't been to Torek yet, right? No. As a party, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, individually, as players before the campaign started, somebody we all would have been, been, been Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Got it. Not cool. me. No, not you. Not you. All right, well, final thoughts? Looking forward to the next session. Mm-hmm. I've been a tour. Viva la Tugby. <laughs> Viva la Tugby. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been a tour. I've seen it. Nice. Cool. All right, until next session. Yes. Thank you for listening to Coffee Break. This episode has been brought to you by really cold water. It's ice cold, but not quite frozen.